All right, welcome to episode two of the new Simple Man Radio. You've been a part of technically all three forms before this, Danny King, um, but most mostly the second and third uh, form of uh, Simple Man Radio. But I remember you you were uh, you represented the Giants in our fan mock draft in 2019, I believe. Yeah, I could even tell you who I who had chosen that. Probably was no one correct. But yeah, I mean, we had the elevator phase when we would hear an elevator door open. That was the I think was that, that might have been the third one or the second one. Second one, elevator doors are always open because that's all I could do. And then yeah, the third third one was pretty fun. I won't lie. Yeah, we were doing yeah the, we were doing five days a week, and then we did once a week. But once a week, it was like it's like you got to get enough momentum, and then stuff gets in the way. So I figured this is someone where it's like I don't have to do it live, and we're not talking about. We're not talking. We're not talking about stuff that like gets dated in a couple of days. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to do this one because, uh, you can't really do it on Talking Giants because it's like, hey, we're we're talking about the Giants it's in the title of the show. Um. And I also don't like to. I like. I kind of try to remember. It's like, yeah, some people might care, but most people don't care that much about you individually. Like, if you you know, if we ended the show after a month, people would get over it. Yeah. Um. Like they would just move on with their life. Yeah. It's just the way it's the way things go. But I thought it'd be cool to talk about the beginning of Talking Giants because again, it like Justin was like he was on a couple of shows and we talked with Justin. But like people, I think a lot of people don't realize that the first year was me and Danny King, and um, so I just kind of want to like tell stories, go through the timeline of it, how we joined John Boy Media. Like I'm going to do clickbait, like how Talking Giants started and 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 joined John Boy Media. Um. But it was like kind of fun to go back and look at um, and, and see how it goes. But how's college life going? You're a senior this year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm somehow a senior, so I'm, I'm very old now. But no, it's going good. I mean, I've actually had, I mean, besides my first year, I've had a pretty normal college experience. So I, I'm not complaining, but it is kind of crazy that like base. I mean, I know it's like we're in what, September? It's going to be October when this comes out. So I know it's not till May, but it's still kind of far. It's, it's like kind of crazy that it's like almost here in a way. Yeah. What it. is your What is your bachelor's? Well, uh, my bachelor's it's it's uh, sports media, sports, sports media. media. Then I, yeah. I threw in a minor in journalism to try and make it more appealing for people to hire me because sports media really didn't focus on one thing in particular. So then I, I went the journalism route, not the TV route. So I didn't even know you had could like do sports media as as a major. I didn't I, until I, I I was looking. I, I just looked up sports degrees and I saw sports media here and I was like, yeah, but I'm pretty much sold on that. Like I might have not failed out of college if I had that opportunity as a major, but I, I went to a liberal arts college, not knowing what a liberal arts college was. And I remember in high school I'd brag, to, and I got in like because of football, bragging to my friends, even though my GPA was like a two point five. Like yeah, I'm going to one of the top twenty academic schools in the in the nation. Not realizing like hey, you know what that means? You have to do top twenty academic work. And I was, I was not quite ready for that. I, I don't um, think I could do what if, – if I did like any other majors, I could do it. My, my little communications major, I ain't complaining. I'm being told to watch sports for homework some nights. It's a pretty solid gig. Yeah, I, I would have not fit out of college if I had that <laughs> opportunity, but they didn't have that as a major at, at a liberal college. Um, <laughs> I never declared for a major. I mean, I failed out. Uh, so I want to go like from the beginning, and we'll go through – I guess it would be end of 2018 through all the way through 2019 before Justin joined the show. Yeah. Um. So we linked up at a place called Wegren Enterprises, which was it's mostly like a Philly sports blog and they have their podcasts and stuff. Actually, their Eagles page is very big. I, oh, I was actually popular. looking at it. They have like 170,000 followers on Twitter. That's the bread um, and butter for them. And 
I was doing this show, Simple Man Radio, with my buddy Zach. Um, and they started like doing like a New York branch of it, and we had joined into that. And I was doing a bunch. Of, I, I was trying to do everything. I was trying to run their Giants pitch, their uh, Devils, Yankees. So I was trying to do it all. Um, how did you get linked? Basically, it was just like social media pages, and they're still out there, by the way. Social media pages and blogs, and and they were starting. That's when podcasts were actually like starting to get a little bigger. How did you get linked up with Wegern, and what were you? What was your like original role with them? I, I probably just saw something on like social media. That's probably how, because that's that's when they did their advertising. I did like the whole advertising, like run by fans for the fans. You know, very cringy advertising when you think about. I it. I remember that video very clearly because they would post it like every other week. Yeah, every, every five seconds. But no, that, that's how I saw it. So then I just I was like, eh, I'll see what it is. It was literally just like you could just run the Twitter and post whatever, not post whatever you want, but basically just do like coverage, repost their content, talk about whatever. It's going on at the with the team you're focusing on. I saw there's just solely a Giants one, so I was like, I can run the Giants Twitter. I was like, it'd be pretty simple. Just gotta report news, uh, f- f- follow along with the games, and post whatever content they ask you to. So that's basically how I got involved. So, like I said, I was involved with all of their like New York one, at least the specific ones. And I actually asked for a bigger role with them to like just run the entire New York, even like Mets and stuff like that. Just be like the guy who's head over, and they actually let me do it. Um, and even though actually I, I would, me, me and them would get into it a lot. Like, and I was a, with simple, the original simple man radio was basically like a shit stirring show. <laughs> um, it's like, we talked about sports, but a lot of it was like, let's do something. Let's, let's get, let's get under people's skin. Let's do, do let's, let's just do dumb stuff. And it's sad with the new edition of this. We've lost all the old podcasts of it. Damn. Um, but original simple man radio, I would like, like, we were doing fireworks during interviews and like we did this like segment called LeBron or MJ and we asked this guy to come on and debate and just as soon as he started to answer, we cut him off. Like, all right, that's all the time we have because we're making fun of <laughs> making when, fun of the debate. Remember when you guys interviewed um, Tay Davis in a car? Outside. Yeah, we interviewed Tay Davis in a car, which is that that interview is still, I believe, on like one of the earlier episodes of Talking Giants. You could go find it. Uh, it's gotta be within like the first seven or eight, because I remember that was at the 2019 Pro Bowl. Um but I remember specifically with you that th- because anyone could join, that means a lot of people would join and then stop doing it within like a week or so. But you were the first person with the Giants page who actually stayed and made it consistent. And they, I think they gave you like some type of bigger role, but it was like actually good. And I was I was realizing at that point that I was putting all my effort in supplement radio. Like I was getting interviews for, like I interviewed Brandon Jacobs, Rich Sawyer. I was, I was getting interviews every single week. And it was just never gaining traction. Um, and I was realizing, like, you got to go niche and, and do something specific. And obviously, for me, my favorite fo- sports team was the Giants. Football is a sport I knew the best. So obviously, you know, played a little in college, which I look back now. And it's like, man, I really didn't know anywhere near as much as I thought I did. Wow. Um, so I was I was waiting, honestly, for to some, for someone to show along, come along and be consistent and start a Giants podcast with. So me and you started it the end of January 2019, the Giants Nation podcast with Wegren. Um, so that's another thing. People don't realize the first like eight episodes or so of this podcast were not talking Giants. It was the Giants Nation podcast. Um, Such a better name now, I'll say. Such a better name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think we could have had success with it. Um, and then we joined John Boy Media. And I want to talk about that. Oh, and here's another thing. You were 17 years old. Like, what's that, what's here's a question yeah, I, I, I want to ask you, and this is a, 
you were 17 years old because I remember I asked, I remember telling you, don't tell anyone your age, like hide your age. Yeah. Part of that was like because I knew people would just take it less serious. Like I just know how the human brain works. And also part of me is like, hey, I'm 28 years old doing a podcast <laughs> with a 17 year old. Like that is a little weird on my part. And that's what I want to ask with this question. What did your mom think then and then now? Because at first it's like, hey, her son is doing a podcast with a 28 year old man. He's 17 and, high, you know, senior year of high school. That's kind of weird. Like, who is this guy wanting to do a podcast with my son? And then now it's like, okay, it's actually like a successful show. So what did she think then and what does she think now? Uh, she thought I'd probably get involved in, like, human traffic in a way. Like, that's basically what this whole process was. <laughs> uh, she found it very weird, but she's like, she's like, well, at least at least she's all the way in Florida. She doesn't know exactly where I was it's besides, like, the New York area. So she found it very weird at the time. She she told her friends about it one day. And then, well, their main concern was, like, is he going to pay for this? She's like, you're more concerned about if he's getting paid, not if he's about to get involved in, like, some like kidnapping ring. They're like, oh no, nah, I mean, it's fine. He does what he wants. But then obviously now she realizes how massive this whole thing has become. Like we're at a Mets game one day and someone recognized me and said something. Uh, and she 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 went to I think one or two of the tailgates and she sees how big those things have become. So obviously now she's like she's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like all the way back then, you two started something that started. The show that turned out to be one of the more bigger Giants podcasts, but uh, she had yeah, the time. I mean, it is. It's like weird. the number one Giants show right now, and it's like, hey, it's like part of a big company with John Boy Media. But I remember when I met her at that Mets game. I, I can't remember what year. It was the first Fan Fest, so that would be that was 2021. 2021, and I told her, and I was like, I just want you to know that I'm not like I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, I understand how weird it is that me and Danny started like, <laughs> like, like, and not not and I. 99% of podcasts that get started suck and don't end up lasting a year. So it's like even more so. Like if anyone told me now they're starting a podcast, I'm like, good luck. Like I don't think it's going to last a year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Talking Giants started now, if it would be able to last. Because that 2019 season, there's just so much that like builds up to it. We did I know we'll talk about before joining John Boy, but one of my favorite was one of like the bigger – beginners was what we had to talk about you had to talk about Josina anderson and the whole like wait no not Josina, colin coward and the whole russell wilson rumor because that was one of the more dumbest things i've ever like sierra loves new york it's like that's not gonna be the reason why they end up in new york oh yeah we touched we hit on everything and that was like that was low-key a pretty hectic off season which is when we started in 2019 like odell was traded that was huge that probably gave us our first big bump i look yeah. back at that and cringe a little bit because like i just kind of let emotion take over when in reality I, like i have tweets from before that where i'm like trade odell i'm done with it but i was just so shocked that it happened um and then the second big bump was the draft with daniel jones which we'll talk about what do you remember about switching to john boy media because i i remember like i kind of had it in my head for about a month or so that i wanted to do that and then i i think it was about march because yeah it was spring training because i had them on simple man radio and because i had so I had interviewed Jake in the 2018 Yankees playoffs and just kind of kept the connection there with them. Um, and at that point, they were just talking Yanks. That was basically all they did, or at least all they were known for. I think they had a couple of like their John Boy and Jake radio and stuff. Yeah. But I kind of saw how their audience was like, they were like, it was a community. And so I pitched, I pitched them talking Giants and Simple Man Radio. Like originally it was like, the first thing they promoted was Simple Man Radio, and then they promoted Talking Talking Giants only had like five or six episodes. Or Giants Nation podcast only had five or six episodes. Um, what do you remember about 
that switch, how I pitched it to you? Because honestly, I can't even remember exactly. Honestly, you just you were just like, yo, I'm trying to take the show over to this. Cause I didn't know what John Boy was at the time. It was just some random name, which is funny now because they're they're like a household name and not a household name, but like amongst like media circles, they're pretty well known. You you were just like, I'm trying to take the show over to this uh the this this new company. I think it's better. I think it's better for this show and and what well, would have been Simple Man at the time. And you're like, do you want to make the jump? And obviously, I wasn't attached to Wegrid in the slightest. I didn't have any. Cause that was just something I was doing on the side for fun. Once I get a page. So I was like, screw it, let's do it. So basically it was, the pitch was as simple as that. You're like, you're, you're like, you're moving the show. If you want to join great. If you don't, no problem. I just want to let you know. Yeah. I kind of knew like you would be cool with that. Um, and it's fun, kind of funny because you were a Mets fan. So you didn't really know them. And it's now I don't believe in luck. Well, I do, but like, I do believe in like, Hey, luck is when uh, hard work meets opportunity. But the original connection with talking Yanks, and Jake was they I it was the Yankees playoffs. I was trying to get a, a Yankees interview. So I reached out to them. And then I think Bronx Pinstripes was the other name of the show. And they were bigger than talking Yankees. Or at least they had more followers on Twitter. So I was hoping Bronx Pinstripes would reach out back and it was talking Yanks. So I was actually like I was it was I got the lesser of the two that I wanted to come on. But if that if Bronx Pinstripes reaches back out or reaches out for, uh, yeah. first. Like I'm where this is never with John Boy Media, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, so we joined John Boy Media in 2019. Um, let's see, what do I want? Also, uh, something that I think gets forgotten. I was doing all of this on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> the edited process was so scuffed. I had no idea how to even. I mean, granted, I still don't know how to even edit. But the fact it lasted that long on Skype. With everything, you like the fade in music intros now that those still exist. Music edited, it was just music like, cut. <laughs> Welcome to talking, <laughs> there's no, there no fade and no nothing. There were no fancy transitions. It was on the anchor app, and like that's what I, I mean. I did every so even before when I did interviews, I would have to borrow someone's phone. And uh, this is before we figured out how to use Skype because this that's how me and you record, I think, was Skype, yeah. But before I figured out how to use Skype. But even then, it's like you couldn't ask these. I didn't think you could ask these people to use Skype. I would go and use someone else's phone. So I had a roommate at the time. If my roommate wasn't around, I would drive like 30 minutes to my brother's house and use his phone and then just hit talk to call in the interview on one phone and then have my phone in, uh, recording the interview, which is like it's crazy to see what we did. And I thought what really gave us our first boost into some credibility was the 2019 draft. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, which again, they drafted three guys in the first round, and we recorded like two a.m., three a.m. So it's like that's where it's like again, look back and like it wasn't luck. Like we we put hard work into it. Was there any time like again, we're, we're Giants draft three players? Like this is before we get into like we did a lot of stuff that set the show up that we still do now. Was there any time where you were like, why I why am I recording a podcast up till three a.m. on a Thursday night? Is this worth it? Oh, I mean, I mean, well, obviously, first one was the draft because totally that was like we're talking about three dudes that like we just finally learned about. I mean, that one that was the one year because I, I, I love that when we ever we get the most first round picks, so that's obviously just good for talking. But I was like, man, it is three a.m. This is 
miserable. And not get too far ahead. It was always because obviously 2019 was still a rough year in many aspects. It was like whatever. It might have been Thursday night, that Giants pass game. That's too far down the road. But that was one of the most miserable experiences because <laughs> they lost. It was a boring game. It sucked. But no, I mean, t- at least that first draft, I was like, wow, we're staying up till three in the morning to talk about uh, guys we like talked about for maybe like 10, 15 minutes on a show. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like our draft coverage obviously is so much different now. Where before then, like, I, I don't know what you did for your prep for like our pre draft episodes. It was. I literally watch highlights um, and then watch like one condensed game, like, you know, like the call, the stuff that do a barrel roll puts on YouTube and we talk about them. And we even like looked at scouting. Like I, you, I cheated on with like some scouting reports. You know, I didn't like use those as the Bible where now it's like, I don't want to look at scouting reports. I want to watch three games of all 22. Um, but I actually think like the, the Daniel Jones pick is what actually propelled us into some oh, relevance. 100%. Like, and looking back at it now, like there's really no opportunity to grow more than for a team specific podcast than drafting a QB in the first round. Yeah. Because no, it's I mean, all people like you think about it now, how much people talk about Daniel Jones, but he's been our quarterback for five years when he's new. I mean, that's all I mean, that's all you want to talk about. And once we realized that, we just we dove into it. And that's what gave us our first, I think, level of announce. And it what got us better. Like that helped me get better and actually analyzing too. Because yeah. it's like, oh no, go go past surface level. And that's the thing. No one else was doing anything other than surface level content on Daniel Jones. Like, and I, it's funny because I accidentally did it. And again, doing all this on my phone. So using I like like I dove into all of Daniel Jones deep passes, all of his third down passes. I did game threads on every single game he played. I did clips on every like and so what I would do is I would have the game on YouTube on my phone. And so every third down, I would screen record it. And then I would condense it into like 12 different third downs and then put it in iMovie and then tweet it out. And then obviously all the social media stuff. Um, And like, and it started on accident. Like I still remember to this day, like drinking my coffee the Sunday after the draft and being like, you know, I'm going to screen record a couple things from this Daniel Jones game. Um, and it just started hitting. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep on doing this. Right? I just spent like yeah. the next week just breaking down every part of Daniel Jones. Also, what I think is funny, which we don't do now, is we were fucking going after people too. Oh, yeah. Like Dan oh, yeah. like I was like, you motherfucker. Like this is the dumbest thing you've ever said. Jeff Schwartz, I remember going after him, calling him lazy. <laughs> uh, basically anyone who said any bullshit about Daniel Jones. Like there's some real criticism, obviously deserve deserve, but like just bullshit, like lazy analysis. Now that just kind of rolls off your back, then I was like, I'm going at it, and we are going yeah. to fight, and I won't, I won't stop until you stop. Like we yeah, would go at it with people. Yeah, because we talked about Daniel Jones and one of our QB, like when during the QB previews. I don't know how much like time and effort we put into him right at that moment when we were looking at QB draft prospects. But I was just like just like looking at that draft class that like we all knew the Giants needed to take a quarterback because Eli was on the twilight of his career. He was on the twilight of his career for about the past like two years at that point. And but just like if if the Giants took any other quarterback, I don't know if like it would have given us the same traction we would have gotten because well, we, yeah, because Kyler obviously got picked first. Yeah, Kyler Haskins got picked. would have not gotten hate. Yeah, Haskins. Everyone, I, everyone expected Haskins. Yeah, and it's something I go back and look at because I remember before the draft, and again, this was like when we weren't taking this as serious. So I remember like shit talking Daniel Jones before I ever actually watched Daniel Jones, 
and thinking, okay, Haskins, whatever, you know. And the first time I actually watched Daniel Jones was like less than a week before the draft because that's the we did the QB class for our last pod. So I watched, I went through three games. I watched the Clemson game, which he got the shit kicked out of him, but that was actually a good game by him. Um, and I think I watched the Miami game because I was a Miami guy, which was in a hurricane, and then one other game. And I remember saying, I was like, I don't, I don't know what, like, again, and I was like giving Haskins props. I was like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's the best QB in this class. Like, I don't know where the hate is on this guy. Now, I don't look back at that and be like, man, you were dead on because I said a bunch of other dumb shit. But I remember after the draft when I actually, and I actually went and did it for Dwayne Haskins too to compare because everyone was like, would have been cool with Dwayne Haskins. And then maybe this was me being a homer at the time, but I was like, and I guess it wasn't because Haskins college tape was a little overrated. Rest in peace. But I was like, this guy is clearly better. Like, the only thing Haskins has is the stats. Um, and I got a lot of hate for that and ended up obviously turning out. But but doesn't mean Daniel Jones has been great. But he's gotten a second contract. But, yeah, we went in deep on Daniel Jones. And that, realizing you could do that, it made us go deep on everything. Like, we did the undrafted uh, episodes. We Like, yeah. we do UDFA episodes on offense, defense. We did that in 2019. I remember one of our first, like, 20 reviews was like, hey, no one else does this. Cool, cool cool job who was your favorite udfa from that class because we had a few that we really liked oh i gotta look up the 2019 giants udfa class i could even actually no one is on there that i'm trying to remember udfa class but yeah but i mean look overall first off yeah i mean if we daniel jones basically allowed this uh podcast to exist so shout out daniel jones for at least surviving. <laughs> yeah, like he really got it off the ground Survive a dialogue. All right, where where is this UDFA list for the Giants that year? I couldn't even street. I don't even know. If that's it. Who who was a, who? Do you remember any UDFAs off the top of your head? Eric Dungey was one. The Syracuse Eric, quarterback. Oh, Syracuse obviously. quarterback. I love Syracuse quarterback. That guy was fun. He was so fun to watch, dude. He yeah. he played like Tim Tebow, and I was convinced that they could find a Taysom Hill role for him on the team. Jake Carlock, Long Island. Oh, I like me a little Jay Carlock. Now that I, yeah, I remember the, the Long that, Island. That might have been one of the best ever call it moments. As I remember on that UDFA pod, I was like, I don't think this guy's going to be good in the NFL, but his tape is insane the way he plays. And I was like, I promise you he's going to make some type of wild play in preseason. First preseason game, tips up the pass to himself, gets an interception, takes it to a touchdown, and then gets a sack. And I was yeah. like, I am the king of the Jay Car- Carlock. Awesome. I remember – James uh, O'Hagan, center out of Buffalo. I, I remember the one that got me a little traction on Twitter. I, I remember one of my favorites now. It was Which Josiah Tuefa. Josiah Tuefa. That was U- a fun one. U- UTSA. I think that's University. I forgot exactly where. Texas, University of Texas, San Antonio. I still actually fall every once in a while. One of his tweets will pop up in my timeline. And usually that's how I unfollow players that aren't on the Giants anymore. Yeah. But because like I hold that first year of talking giants so fondly i'm like i'm never unfollowing josiah toefa yeah so it was definitely for, for me josiah toefa and uh and what the uh, that, that uh jake carlock because obviously the long island connection toefa was just fun i been a linebacker for a little bit and like i said he definitely gave me a little more traction because everyone for some reason i put out a clip of him i think it would literally just make it a simple tackle and everyone's like look at him he's the next great nfl linebacker and i was like yep, he did have a good preseason him. Um, I think he even made the active roster eventually. Do you remember which UDFA we like tweeted after the Giants had signed that got Arch Stapleton mad at us for? Oh, that one. I, I don't remember which. Was it? Was it Reggie White Jr.? 
No, that's another one. It was Paul Adams, the offensive tackle. Paul Adams, though, yeah, yeah. I, I was stuck between. I followed Reggie White because it was the Monmouth connection. That was so funny. That's still one of my all-time favorite moments. I remember being so like, fast. "You got to apologize somehow," because like at the time, it's like we've it's like, man, we've got like three people hating on us right now. This is like we got to <laughs> we got to do damage control on on this. And I but Art was like, "This shows to," and obviously, no one, no one that's like big took us serious at that time, and I get it. It's like show it shows where you guys are that you know you guys need to you know it caught my attention, but also that was I think art getting a little sensitive where it's like we only had like a thousand followers at the time. But look at him now. Now he's winning the Tony Award. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I remember I hit a thousand followers after that draft, and I did like a thank you video, like thank you guys for getting me to a thousand <laughs> followers. Like it's a, you know. Now now, now you're just like, cranking out a thousand a week. So I know now it's like oh god if I made a thank you for like followers paid to eat. but i remember being like thinking like damn we're we're becoming kind of a big deal but i think that's what made it end up being something that like had a base on it being successful is like we did we grinded out and this is like you, you were in high school i had a full-time job that was like outside and stuff so it wasn't like i was sitting at my desk but i would like in my truck i would like literally clip up okay i'm gonna clip up i'm gonna get between this and this pool i'm gonna clip up to daniel jones third down tweets um and and get stuff out there um, i don't think we watched all 22 at the time maybe we did I don't no know we started watching all 22 for the season right because yeah. we didn't have all 22 of college or anything um and that was actually when nfl game pass wasn't broken when he had to actually like that's another thing if nfl game pass broke one year later we wouldn't Maybe. be able to, like like the film break like we didn't do anything on youtube but like the film breakdowns on twitter and stuff which now I look back and it's like, man, like anything I put on Twitter now, I put out like I'm very careful to make sure I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Back um, then, at least in the beginning stages, we we up until the season started, we were we 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 were learning well. But once the season started, that's when it kind of like really started going. It was like, all right, yeah. now we actually got to make sure we sound somewhat smart, which we were for most of the time. Yeah, I thought we did. I thought we grew a lot. But again, we like we put in a culture of grinding. Like we did all like the player profile projections, which are we went every single weekday of. Of that preseason, I remember we. I think we did one for Scott Simonson. Yeah, Scott Simonson. Uh, like we did, we did a player pro. We did. It's like we did the camp. So that, like, that's another thing. It's like the camp interviews. That was something we started in 2019, where I was like, "This is the time to grow." So put on people with bigger platforms. I remember the people we had on was John Fennelly, who still does some stuff for Giants Wire. Oh, Do you yeah, remember at everything NYG? At everything, yeah, I remember that name. Like I remember he was on, I was like, that's a big get. Uh I don't think he's even on Twitter anymore. Um uh Kevin Boylard, which I thought was a big deal. And I, I still like Kevin, but it was like he doesn't even cover the Giants, but he was a Giants fan. And he had he was the first like blue check mark to ever. I remember Dove Kleiman followed me in the 2019 preseason, and I was like, Oh shit. And this was <laughs> now it's like Dove kind of weirds me out a little bit. Um Oh yeah, he, he I find it very weird. Yeah, we did the three day a week schedule. Um the preview pods were nowhere near as polished. No, no. Um, the it, it, Dolph, the, it, there was no the like one where I was in New York in the Bronx for the Dolphins one. I, I will still look back. I will always. I will actually go back and listen to parts of that every once in a while. Like that was such a shit show. I think it's one of my all time favorites when I, I when I was on my cruise and we still recorded it on a cruise. That's when Golden Tate got suspended. Was during that. I remember I was out there doing um. Well, That's I, right, I was, that was sail, the... sailing around, and then I, it might have been incarcerated bob was like yo there's a suspension coming for the giants or something and like somehow we all knew it was gonna be golden tate and it became a big Golden tate we're like are you kidding me and that wide receiver core man it was like 
Golden Tate gets suspended. Remember Corey Coleman tore his ACL in the first yeah. week of camp? Sterling Shepard, I think, injured his thumb. Darius Slayton was injured all that camp, and he was a fifth-round rookie. It was like Cody Latimer, Benny Fowler, and like – Russell Shepard, was he still there at that point? Yeah, I think he was. I don't know if he ended up making it onto the active roster to start that season, but I think he was there for camp. Uh, Cody Core was there, I remember. Uh Alonzo Russell, that preseason, we went undefeated in that preseason too. And that was, I thought, helped us out a lot. But yeah, you recorded on a cruise. I remember 53 man roster and BJ Goodson trade. I remember recording that laying on the floor of my brother's spare bedroom with no bed in the middle of a, a Hurricane Irma. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was Hurricane Irma, but just recorded. And again, this was all on, on our on my phone before I finally got a laptop for the season. Um, What else was there? Let's see. But, yeah, we did so many things on accident that are just, like, now staples of the show. Like, the UDFA pods, uh, diving into every draft pick on socials and every UDFA, the PPPs, the three-day-a-week schedule. Um, let's see. Did all – what else do I have for notes? Um, also, Nick Gates was a, a big one for us. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I, I've said something you, about you, him. You was our preview – preseason preview you point out nick gates and i was like this guy's kind of good and we just went like he had a really good preseason and when he came in and played tackle and that's and i actually wrote for patricia train of sports illustrated for a, i wrote a few stories for her and the first one was nick gates because he played good when he came in like he was the best offensive lineman that jets came at right tackle played guard and was good i remember also like when patricia trainer uh pat regazzo who is another guy we had on uh recommended me to patricia trainer right for them and I was like, this is the – I'm writing for fucking Sports Illustrated. I remember, like, posting on my Facebook and stuff for my family. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we were we were the first people on Nick Gates, which was pretty cool. To, like, Nick Gates is now, like, a big part of, like, Ring of Honor member. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else do I want? To, what, what else is uh, – I got a couple other things, before, but I want to see what we get. Um, so we talked about going from Wager to John Boy Media, the 2019 draft, grinding through that and making that like being our first big jump. Was there anything – and Daniel Jones, like that rookie season was fun of Daniel yeah. Jones, even though the Giants were – I think they lost – didn't they lose nine straight games? They did, yeah. I remember I, also, the, the ninth what, one was that Monday night football game against the Eagles where Eli threw two touchdowns, they're up 14-0. And then they oh, yeah, because he came in for Daniel because I forgot what he had. He had like an ankle injury He sprained his ankle in that Packers game. That first Daniel Jones game was also so huge, just because like not not that like it kind of value. We were like this guy got kind of got a dog in him. I still think that was the most downloaded episode of the season, like throughout the whole season, throughout our group. That one, and because I was like the Daniel Jones guy too, um, who was like riding for him all off season. That was like, and even like, and that's where sometimes it sucks that we've like we've gotten better, but being not as good made it a little more fun. Yeah. Where it's like that, like if the Giants were to get a new QB and had that first game, it would be celebrating exciting. But I was also like, fuck you, suck our dicks. He's the best quarterback in the East, <laughs> like going on victory lives. Where it's like, we couldn't do tough stuff like that. And I also like, here's where it's like, now I kind of don't pay attention to, like, if Nick Gates had that preseason again, I don't know if we'd give him the same love. Right, yeah. where we'd be like, oh, he's a, you know, maybe he could be the swing tackle, but, or like, would I be campaigning for this guy to start at center now? No. Or would I be trying to be a little more reasonable with it? Um, and Definitely that's parts reasonable. where I look back at it a little more fondly, 
And even like the the Dolphins preview, where it's like Janoris Jenkins is calling people the R word on Twitter. I can't uh, believe that happened still. Incarcerated Bob tweeted out that Dave Gettleman is recommending that Pat Shermer being fired. Um, I also paid me and my brothers went on vacation and stayed in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, that's God. probably that's still my all time favorite. Like you're going to the Bronx for vacation. Yeah, I remember telling that was not and uh and go like getting there thinking like we're going to New York City and it's like no we're in the fucking Bronx because at the time because that's what John Boy Media's office was supposed to be open by that point but it wasn't so we were just in the Bronx for no reason <laughs> um and so it's like we went go like to go walk out at night and it's like we're just walking through like the hoods in the Bronx and I'm and I just haven't like mean mug everyone because like, there's, <laughs> there's no tourists that go through there so people are like, no. who the fuck are these big three crackers walking through the fucking hood in the middle you know 11 o'clock at night um and it was just like a co- accumulation and and that was right before they finally won a game and, and lost nine D- daniel jones was injured and it was just the most like fuck it pod ever yeah um that, that like, we, we couldn't, we couldn't do here. that we could never do that podcast again even though it's one of my favorite podcasts. that 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 janor shaker giants factor was just an all timer because not even 12 hours later he was a cut that was the giants. first ever giants to loser you know zero prediction um, and it's like we could never do that podcast again like, no the hate, the hate we would get if we treated a podcast like that now would be unbelievable we were at that point so over like that season away we're like this has been fun but like god this season is just so bad so bad <laughs> we, we also used to be we used to be on good terms with nate soldier's like wife because she used to follow us and then we were like now nah, wait this guy actually sucks she did take fondly to that so she that was the you know what the other thing that got me in that mood for that game was the fuck it mode was um that was the week when PFF started the doing, like, should the Giants draft Tua? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, are you guys out of your fucking, like, I I remember, like, cussing people out on Twitter. I remember, oh, I was like, I was like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to, I want to fight somebody from Twitter. Like, I was just, it was like, it was with, because Twitter was starting to get to me. Now it's like, you really, like, don't let anybody on Twitter. But I was like, I was like, I want to fucking fight someone. Like, meet me in the fucking Bronx. I want to fight somebody. Like, I, was, <laughs> I was, like, livid with Giants Twitter. Where now it's like again, just let it roll off your back. Don't don't worry about what people say. Um, so there was all that. Um, so I guess it's that kind of. So we brought Justin on in the beginning of 2020. Um, part of it was like, hey, you were still really young, uh, and you were getting ready to go to college. We didn't know that they were about to get hit with a fucking pandemic. But yeah, and I mean, I even would, still, I, I would not be able to keep up with like, especially how much it was growing, like that commitment, which is not possible at the well, time. And that's the thing is, like, I just knew that we wouldn't be able to have the same commitment. What was your reaction when I told you that I wanted to bring Justin on? Like, we kept you on. We were writing, you know, as as a blogger before they, our website got broken, and then they're just like, no, you can never have it back again. <laughs> but what was your reaction to that? Because I'll be on, like, me and you, we've really never talked about it because I think we're both two people who just bury their emotions. Um. Unlike Justin, who's like, he wants to tell everyone how he's feeling all the time, which I admire. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bear this deep down, um, and just toxic masculinity. <laughs> what was your like honest thoughts on that? Because to me, there's nothing harder that I did. Because like, like you see how fondly I look back at 2019, how appreciative of all the work that we put in, and that like, that like killed me inside to be like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna do a, a we're gonna you're gonna if you want to stay you can stay on a writing role but i'm gonna bring justin on as the co-host i was bummed but i think it would have been worse if it wasn't justin i think that would have made it like 20 times worse 
But since like we already had like the rapport with Justin, it was like all right, that 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 understood. But also like looking back, I was like, I could not be watching all twenty two, looking at statistics as deeply as we were then. I just it, high school made it so much easier because like I do my math homework and I'm done for the done for the day. <laughs> that was yeah, so much bigger commitments. So obviously I was bummed, but I was like, it making it that it was Justin made it like twenty times better. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I that's like the worst I've ever felt doing anything. I was just like. Cause I was like, and I still am. And I think, you know, that like, I, like I've always said, like whatever I'm doing, as long as Danny wants to be a part of it, he always has a seat at the table. I don't care if fucking ESPN hires me on a million dollar contract. I want Danny <laughs> King a part of it. Um, With that, it, it could be 2019 or whenever. What has been your favorite talking giants moment? Oh, I mean, definitely. Well, I mean, definitely probably the Daniel Jones first win, just because like, obviously that was kind of like validation in a way. Like we still didn't know what he was going to turn out to be. That game was so sick, dude. but that was like, just that like, was the... we really that... don't want to just like brag. I like, I'm so let's, let's just eliminate playoff moments. I don't think a regular season game will ever make me as happy as that regular season. No, game ever I, I remember him. I'm just like the long pass. He hit with someone that I remember him running it in to take the lead. And then Janoris Jenkins absolutely let Mike Evans stay wide open to let the Bucks get the field goal rage. Matt Gay that just missed the field Matt goal. And I, and I remember Bruce Arians face, like just actually being shocked that he missed like a 30 yard field goal. Everything about that game was just, was just awesome, quite frankly. It just that, made you emotional. And that picture of Eli and DJ hugging. I have a poster of that. If 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 Daniel Jones ends up like being a Super Bowl quarterback, which at that day we thought he was, um, <laughs> that picture was like the best picture of all time. But the funny thing about that picture, if you watch it in real time, it's not this big embrace. It was just like a quick dap up. But the picture makes it look like you know, like They're father like and son or older yeah. brother and younger brother embracing. But in, in reality, it was just a quick dap up. But I still do have that picture. On e- Eli. Daniel never grew on the moment I learned that like Daniel grew on Eli was that like flip cup game at Hoboken after the commanders game. That's when I was like, all right, they're actually like at least can uh, be around each other now. Eli could at least swallow his pride. And Eli has said that like, I wanted to be mad, but DJ was such a great dude through it all. That is like, I could never dislike the guy. And that's another thing we forgot. Like we were like when Eli got benched, which we both, I remember after that bills game on that pod, I was like, we were like, it's t- it's time to move on and, and play Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I was there. It was like 90 degrees that day. And I was like, I am not cannot watch Eli continue to be this terrible quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, he just wasn't pushing the ball downfield. Um, and then obviously DJ had the mobility that Eli didn't. But it was just, t- even if Eli was like, it was your own to it's play, play the, play the young quarterback. But that's another thing we like. We talk about how crazy that 2019 just year calendar year was. Like we that was the we said goodbye to Eli that year. Like I remember being like a mo- like I remember when they benched him. It was like we talked the podcast. We talked about Daniel Jones, and then we spent 40 minutes of uh, reading through tweets of people like saying how much Eli Manning loved to them, meant to them, and it was like we were being emotional, which is like yeah, pretty- literally about. And, and, but yeah, then him obviously winning that Miami game. And then Alex Haney being the all-time completion leader for the Giants as well, but that just whole that whole game was just like just perfect. Everything about that season, I know obviously it was bad in so many ways. Pat Shermer that was got the fired. most fun bad season we'll probably ever get. Yeah, maybe twenty twenty was a little bit better because like we were six and ten and we thought we were going to be going to the Super Bowl the following year, but 
that 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 the, the whole Pat Sherber fire thing, the, everything about that season was just was just everything you would probably want as like a first year show. It literally happened. Traded a star player, drafted a potential franchise quarterback, benched the franchise quarterback, fired the coach. It was just everything. Yeah, I, I it was it was a pretty it was a, like it was a it was a good year to start year one of of a team where now yeah. it's. I don't know if it's now that we're in it, but it's like it seems like there's a lot more content around the team, uh, and podcasts don't. You kind of have to have yours established to grow it. I think now we're po- like it's more, of a, and again, YouTube is huge for us, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a fun year, and it's like I remember every little fucking detail about that season because it was our first year. So it's like I, I I do have some sentimental. Oh, and I remember getting stickers for the first time, which they were oh, very stickers. badly done, and. I gave them away, like didn't like just gave them away for free, and I wrote an individual like letter with every single one to the people. And I'm and like, sna- yeah, Snack still has his letter from you. Yeah, I spent like three hours like writing letters <laughs> uh, on, with for free stickers that I was giving away. That was funny. Um, let's see. Any other like talking? Maybe like post twenty before after you uh, left, like the full co-host, like talking Giants moment that sticks out in your head. Yeah. Oh, after. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I remember watching that Eagles game. Eagles, it was Eagles Commanders, I think, because it was the, the, we beat the Cowboys and uh, we needed the Eagles to win, I believe, for us to advance. Yes. I remember just sitting on that live stream, and all of a sudden it, it clicks with us that like Doug Peterson pulled Jalen Hurts and put it. I couldn't even name you the Nate guy. Sudfield. Nate, 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 Nate Sudfield. Nate Sudfield. I remember being like, oh my god, we we legitimately just lost our, our playoff hopes and we fought six to ten we thought we deserved to be in there which was hilarious looking back on it now uh and then i guess maybe that 2021 fantasy draft especially the end because that was just the most riveted uh thing we could have had like that final game which meant nothing we ran a qb sneak in that same game it was miserable i just remember being on the edge of my seat watching every player I had. I remember tracking the ESPN fantasy stats. That was that was an all-timer. So it's if people don't remember or weren't listening listening back then. So 2021, the end of that season was the, the worst end of a season you can probably ever get. I, I that was I stopped watching Giants games. I remember I went to Miami and they played it was Chicago and the Giants and Mike Glennon started. I know, I know Glenn is his real name, but it was uh, the guy from Hard Knocks one year. The guy that imitated John Gruden just called him Glenn on, and I just it made me laugh. But I remember stop watching that game because that was just it was every part of that end of season was miserable. But so for people, we do the fantasy draft on on the preview pods now, and me and you, I think going into that game were separated by like two points, and so it's this game that no one gives a shit about. Like no one cares. We knew we had no chance. The offense was god awful. Like couldn't score a point. And me and it changed leads like eight different times, like probably like four different times in that game. We're at an edge of our seat. And I'm thinking it's over. And then all of a sudden the commanders have a busted coverage. Slayton gets a touchdown. I take the lead. And then uh you ended up winning it. But I remember at halftime the difference was point two points. And I was like, how does all throughout this whole year? This game, where now we're invested in it, like I'm begging for the commanders' receivers to make a play, uh, to win to win me this damn thing and end up, uh, and then, and that was fun. And then I guess um, also the, the whole Joe Judge, uh, yeah, I know you hate you hate people losing their job, but the whole Joe Judge is also just so memorable because I remember like that was the big debate that week, and I remember just being like, it felt like Joe Judge was going to get fired. I remember the Giants released the statement about Dave Gellman about retiring, which was still bothering to this day. They gave him a graceful exit. And then just like 
and then when the moment Joe Judge got fired, it's how hectic everything was. I remember sitting in like front of my dentist office and like texting y'all, be like, "Oh, they legit, they just fired Judge." I was shocked that they fired him because I, I, I actually like asked players because everyone was like, they didn't make anything official. I'm like, I was like, is he? What's going on? He's like, he talked to us. Like he's there. Like there's no one in this building thinks he's being fired. And John Mayer didn't want to fire him, but they ended up firing him. Um, do you remember which player you made cry on a social media post that I recommended you do? And I got a little mad. I made a player cry. You'll remember as soon as that. Snacks Harrison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the whole thing. So it was funny. Period. I was like trying to help you out with some social media. Po- and none of us, neither one of us had gotten a thousand likes on a tweet at that point. <laughs> so it was. Uh, and so Snacks Harrison was being emotional because Giants fans were shit talking him. Um, and I was like, you should say something about like what Snacks Harrison means. And you did this tweet and Snacks Harrison responds. He got, ended up getting over a thousand likes. And I remember Snacks Harrison being like, this made me cry, bro. Like, I appreciate that. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I told Danny to do this tweet. And he's the one who gets this big tweet and the player responding to him, blah, blah, blah. And then a few weeks um, later, you dunked on my head with like a 10,000 like tweet from a college It was a football. Jerry Judy making a guy miss at Alabama. Yeah. Like, I remember I clipped up college football all that day thinking like this is what I'm going to do just anytime I'm on TV I'm going to have my screen recording device doing a post and then I'm like okay stop doing that I was like screen recording like local news and stuff <laughs> just like just in case something funny happened which it did happen a few times in the hurricane because I kept on trying to tweet at uh tweet the hashtag at the hurricane trying to get on the screen <laughs> Um, so and we can move off of talking giants so you did an internship with tmz i did how did that go is there still like connection with them and, and what did you what did you think about all that i mean that i mean that went really well i i i'm not big and like talking about myself so i wasn't one of those people that went on my own linkedin i was like hey guys i just completed an internship with tmz because i hate doing those types of posts i so i mean and plus i, I i'm more of like I, I just care about the people in that building like making an impression on them i don't need to boast it to a linkedin profile that was still like one of the coolest experiences of my life. I, I remember like when I first started talking, like do going through the interview process, the 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 lady in charge, Leah Jack, comes up to me. Not to, she like tells me like, all right, by the way, so are you like okay with like a six a.m. start time? I'm like six a.m. I was like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm fine with that in my mind. I'm like, why why am I gonna wake up at like four a.m. out out there on the west? And like drive it at six a.m. But I mean, I, it, it, going in at six a.m. became the least of my worries because that was just. It was I had like fun going in every day. Like there, it was never like a dull moment. So I six a.m. became like I was wide awake the moment I got in there. I just took my ten minutes to have my little coffee thing in my little internship desk area. But that I I didn't last long at the internship desk area because I was the only intern sitting there because all the other interns had like actual desks in their departments and the sports section didn't have one for me. And so they're like the best we can offer you is they, they may hate that saying this, but they they're like we, we have a fridge you could sit on. So my desk, like every time I was on TV, I was literally just sitting on like a little fridge, was my little desk area. But no, I mean everything about it was cool because I saw everything. I remember when um that game show Jerry Springer died. I, I remember just seeing them like scramble trying to like figure out if Jerry Springer was actually dead because it was just like a tip on the news line that came in. So that was cool. But I mean, I, I still believe when I was in Los Angeles, that was like I've easily had the probably the best internship internship out there out of anyone because it, it was big news media. It's fun news media. I remember my first story was talking about a golfer sign a woman's breast 
obviously sending that to my mom was funny because she was like, oh, my God, first news story. What is it? And it was Justin Thomas <laughs> signed a woman's breast. And, and so, so did she have a worse reaction to you telling her about doing a podcast at 17 years old with some uh, random dude? Or that? No, I, I definitely think the two of you because she was so excited for the first story. She saw that was my first story. She's like, how could I show the she family? She probably wanted to post it on Facebook for her friends. And oh, stuff. she so did. And then all of a sudden she was like, I can't post this on Facebook. I was like, well, it's a story we found. I was like, I was scrolling through social media and I found this. She's like, what part of social media are you on? I was like the fun side. Oh, which that's kind of fun. Did you? So we actually have a mutual connection through there, Michael J. Babcock, who does their sports, and he's a listen. Like it's so funny, and this isn't why you got it because you had already interviewed before then. Because you you had you had reached out. Like, do you know this Michael J. Babcock? I see he follows you guys on Twitter, or yeah, whatever, or you guys follow him, and because he's like like one of the head. What is he? The head of sports at teams? Yeah, he he's the executive producer at sports. So I I already interviewed with the talent coordinator there, Leia Jack. And then when I realized I was going through at least the round two, oh, I forgot to mention the, the little interview process required me to look at sports athletes and name them. And I was like, I was like, at least I could do that. But yeah, so then she told me the names and I was like, all right, I should probably do research on these guys. So I don't, you probably pronounce them all wrong too. Oh, I, I, Leia Jack, I, in the, her email byline, it was, it was Jack Leia. So I thought it would, the fir- first name was Jack. Last name was Leia, and I was just calling her Jack. She said, "By the way, it's Leia." I was like, "And I just got the talent coordinator mad at me. So how the how am I going to get hired there now?" But luckily, she still kept giving me chances. So that was fun. But yeah, when I when I saw who I'd be interviewing with, I saw Lucas Whitman, who's the new who is still the current news director, and then and then Babcock, who was, and I saw he followed Talking Giants. So I was like, "You guys know the TMZ sports producer because he just casually follows y'all." I had actually like had just talked to him the day before, and he's like. He has like tweeted out like talking giants. If you're a Giants fan, is the number one podcast to listen to. He was also the person who tweeted out the Joe Judge photos uh, of his big party after he got. Oh, fired. they were the. I didn't even know they were the ones. Did you ever? Oh, so you never had a conversation with about that? About the Joe Judge? No, I mean we talked. I mean him talk Giants football all the time, but I never realized he was the Joe. I went Judge back after you got. I went back and looked at to see who it was, and I was like, oh, that was that was Michael. Um. I will say another I that thing. Being such a big deal during that interview process. Like it was, it was over Zoom, obviously, and so the guy Babcock and then Lucas, we were all on Zoom, and they were both on Zoom, like on their own separate computers. But it, it was becoming quite apparent to me as I'm staring at them that they're sitting in the same room on separate laptops. And I was and because like they're both like clearly talking to each other while their mics are muted. And I was like, dude, I was like, they're definitely in the same room. I don't know why they're just decided not to use one screen and then eventually they decided to use one screen it was, it was just the funniest thing because <laughs> i was like why don't you guys just use one computer and i was like this is just more intimidating for me so it's your senior year of college do you have so, it feels so weird interviewing danny king because we've been doing this shit for five years do you have <laughs> but do you have a like kind of an idea of what you're gonna do post-college or is it like you know that stuff comes in more towards the end of the senior year because i i have no clue i Sure, I got kicked out of college after two years. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I have an idea of, like, what I want to do and, and where I want to go. Like, obviously, I mean, I, I know, like, it's too good to be true, but, like, my, I know my, fir- my first call realistically is, is going to be back to, to TMZ because I, I, I still obviously have connections there. Uh, I, and so I, I, I told him, I was like, when I graduate, I was like, I've, I've got a call. It's like whether you guys have the room, that's something that's out of my control. That's the one thing that sucks that I had to leave there my junior year. And I'm like, damn it, there's going to be multiple other interns that can come through. 
and still make that good impression. But that that would be my first choice. And honestly, I would I would live in Los Angeles. No, I I loved Los Angeles. I know LA has. Oh yeah, how was LA? Like, so you did you live like right in the heart of LA? No, I lived in Burbank, basically right by uh, Warner Brothers Studios. Were you near the beach at all? Uh, no, I, I wasn't near the beach. I had to drive probably like thirty minutes to get to Santa Monica, and then about like an. 55 minutes to get to malibu but also i hated the beaches there because it was way too cold during the spring i couldn't even get in the water it was way that's too what i was cold. gonna ask how was the water because I, I saw everything i hear about the, it was, the west it, coast beaches it was so cold it was it was it was just miserable cold so i i didn't even go in half the time and the one time i'm out there in la it was like the mon- monsoon season like it's never rained that much before like every interstate was flooded and i remember I, I one of the guys told me there was like, yeah, I've never we've never seen LA like this. There's never been this much rain. I'm like, thanks for telling me that, by the way, because I this just doesn't make me enjoy my time out here right now because I can't see the sun. Yeah, that it's actually started doing that here. I know I have this podcast, the weatherman Dan, we're talking about weather. <laughs> um, is like for some reason it's been raining every day, and every day I get mad. It's like I don't even want to walk outside. Um, Something that I think is funny. I didn't, we didn't get it much this year, but last year, the Titans game, because there was a debate of whether it's going to rain or not. We got a lot of tweets on that because like you got sometimes you forget. It's like we gain a lot of listeners. So that first preview pod, not everyone knows who Danny King is. People are like, didn't you have like a weatherman on? Oh, yeah, that was cool. and I was like, oh, yeah. So I think some people don't realize the that you, you are a weatherman, but I, okay. I think some people don't realize. Um, cool, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but but yeah, back to what's like around it. I I know I want to do like written news media, obviously online because that's where everything's going. So my my, my first call, I mean, I I doubt they're listed at 55 minutes in, but if the TMZ people are, even if they are listening to this in the first place, my first call is 100 to them. You got to call NJ.com, right? Because they it seems like everyone gets their startup at NJ.com. That is true. That is true. I sh- I should probably call them nj.com i mean babcock is a jersey guy maybe he's got a <laughs> we're friends Everyone with bob brookover we met him in detroit he's a nice guy oh really i didn't so even know we, that we could always put a good word in but yeah um, new jersey sees where all the everyone starts gotta love jersey gotta love jersey but yeah so i mean the first call would be to them lucas michael hopefully they're both still there because that would make my connection process a little bit easier my goal one day is to get talking giants big enough to where i can pay someone like to write behind the patreon paywall and yeah. then pay someone like that. So maybe, and I've always joked about how like I want to turn you into a beat reporter just to spite all the beat reporters. Yeah. Um, which was very funny. The the Nick Gates Ben Bredesen rotation news you broke last year, and I was like, because <laughs> I to peel it behind. I I don't want. I'm not in like the business of breaking a bunch of news, even though I get some news sometimes. Um, I kind of just use it as like information to store and help to make the podcast better. But I will be like, if I do get some breaking, like when I broke the Kadarius Tony news is back in New Jersey and that news, I send it to the beat reporters trying to give them like, you know, give them a little scratch on the back. Like, yeah. hey, go confirm this and, and you'll have some news. Well, I had texted Jordan about it. He's like, I'm going to put that out tomorrow. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting on this. I'm going to give this news to Danny King. And I knew he was going to tweet it out and not credit you. And I thought that was very funny. Yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> and the Tony news, problem. like I gave that to like three different reporters and they did nothing with it. And so I just tweeted out casually the next day. It's like, oh, I talked about it on the pod. Tony is back um, in New Jersey and has been within the Giants facility. And it became like a big story where like, like Ari Marov was crediting me all like, it was like probably like the most followers I gained in one day. 
was like because of that. And I was like, I gave you guys this news and you didn't do shit with it. Um, yeah. I mean, this this will be the first like time I'm like, I, like in a way I'm a beat reporter because unless something changes, I'm supposed to be covering. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, D3 football, woo woo. But like I should be covering the rest of Ithaca's football season. Are you really? Do you, do you tweet your articles out? Uh, I will. We we did do because they their first free games were on the road because they installed uh, artificial turf this year. Guess who's the uh, company that installed it? Same company that did yeah. that life. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, so that 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 I should be doing that for the rest of the season, traveling around New York State because the rest of their games are in New York State. So that'll be my first test of technically kind of being a beat reporter. So I'm kind of excited for that. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where the rest of senior year goes because obviously, uh, coverage spring semester i'll be look i'll be hunting around where, where i end up i just truly don't know maybe i, I could maybe i'll become a full-time weatherman here or or i'll end up in california or miami or maybe i'll end up in kansas city missouri for all i know i don't know where, what's gonna happen we'll see this is this is this is a formal uh job application for anyone that's listening yeah, um, literally. I, I'll say it again. Thank, thanks. All you need to under people. you need to uncover some like hazings, uh, like thing at, at Ithaca and really get I, your name out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's athletics hated the Ithacan. I mean, actually, yeah, I mean, it's not my problem. Last year, athletics hated us. Like the men's soccer coach, like refused. Like he he, I don't want to say complained, but he complained. That's so crazy. It's to, three to, sports. Yeah, to athletics because like soccer last year sucked. Men's soccer was terrible. They were one of the worst sports teams on campus. And we wanted to ask, like, what, what just went wrong this season? Try to figure out. He got so hurt that we were trying to talk bad. And then that guy at communications was like, there's so many better stories to talk about. And so we got on bad terms with athletics. We've been on bad terms with athletics for a while, but that was just kind of made yeah, us realize. Un- uncover the hazing game that's going on at Ithaca. <laughs> there, there's, <laughs> there, there, there's probably so much they said. I don't know about they we did a little stuff on the turf because that became a big problem. And so once again, Netflix wasn't a fan of that. Well, we're un, we're uncovering the big news over at the Ithacan. Uh at Danny King underscore underscore underscore. Yep, at Danny King underscore underscore underscore. If you're a higher end, do you remember our first Twitter handles? Oh, it was NFL. They had the at NFL. Bobby Skinner at NFL at Danny King NFL. That that that's how you start. No out one does it. that anymore. That was like yeah. a big thing. Everyone did. I think everyone got, at the same time was like, okay, this is lame to do. Cringe. It's cringe. That's, that's, but you had to do it at the time. I mean, I literally just copied you again. I just added two more underscores. What? Yeah, I was like. Um, well, the underscore is like, obviously that's a good thing to do if it's not actually available. Um, but yeah, it was at Bobby Skinner NFL at Danny King NFL. All right. Well, this is at Bobby Skinner NFL. That's Danny King NFL. Um, not sure what next week's going to be. We're going to be traveling. So I'm going to record a little early. Um, Danny, I think people are going to enjoy this. I hope this gets lost of you so people can kind of appreciate the beginning of talking giants history. Um, I, I have so too. I mean, I feel like this whole story is interesting, especially the beginning of Talking Giants. It's good to just reference, like as like time goes on. Like this will be a podcast a lot of people listen to. So we'll see you next week. Until then, stay simple.